All right. So, um, hi, and welcome to this episode of Unboxing Women, where we explore women, why women in business are often called such a bitch. Ah, oh, Jesus. Let me just calm down for a second here, because this is my first YouTube live. My name is Micah Rose, and I'm an independent artist, singer, songwriter based in Germany. And with me, oh no, that side is Dana Rex. <laughs> Um, who's also an independent, uh, independent singer, songwriter, and artist based in Belgium. Yes. So, this is a bi-weekly live stream on YouTube, and you can listen to it on all your favorite podcast places, podcast places too now, can't you? So, Dana, tell us a bit about that, because we're very excited. Yes, uh, I want to start off by welcoming our listeners back. And now we are also on the, uh, all the podcast platforms as well. So I'm very excited to see the comments and questions coming in from that front. And this is the first episode of season two. So yeah, very excited. We're in a new space. We're on Happy New Year. Yes, we are on uh, YouTube Live instead of Facebook. You know, we have made some changes. And for those of you listening in the future, uh, this is the first week of January 2021. And a lot of countries are still in COVID lockdown. So oh yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but the new year feels extra special this time, bringing us vaccines and new hope that we will be returning to some kind of normal in the next months. Oh, I hope. I, I'm not expecting in the next months because in Germany, we're, we're on lockdown until the end of January at least. Um, and we'll see what happens. I'm hoping to return to some kind of normal within this year. Yeah, yeah. That's my hope. I I just I'm I'm living on hope right now and I it, it is a bit sad yeah and I'm just thinking if before the summer we can you know get this over with that would be nice or like just a yeah. little bit more freedom would be nice <laughs> mm -hmm. but I mean it's it's uh, also very important for both of us uh, but especially for you right now because you're bringing out new music right yes I am I am um uh, let me just let me just uh, pop up my thing because uh, YouTube is telling me something. I I don't know I don't know what's going on. There's a lot to do at the same time when you're streaming live mm -hmm. on YouTube. So anyway, yes. Um, personally, I'm super excited about this year because I have a lot of new music coming out, and uh, I also have some anecdotes about collaborations that I did with men and women on my new material. Right. Yes. So did you, who do you work with then for these uh, new releases? Well, starting with the first new single called Queen of Babylon, uh, that was actually produced by Alo Sess. So I will be talking about him later on. And it will be released on the 27th of January. Um, I revealed the artwork to my fans yesterday. And there's also going to be a music video. So I cannot wait to share it with the world. Um, I'm, I'm so excited. My head might yeah. explode. <laughs> <laughs> ah! um, I wanted to share a little snippet of the song, actually. Yes, let's do that. Are you ready? Okay. Coming up right now. Cold, golden cage around my heart. Broken wings, torn apart. Reality must have been fake. Your gravity found my heart a flame. I can feel you in my veins You take away all the pain Solar flare in your eyes now Firestorm never dies down And now together we shine like a star 
there you go. That is the snippet. It's quite cool. Thank you very much. I've 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 got to I've got to uh, be honest here. I heard it earlier and I didn't hear it now because this is just this is as in I couldn't hear it. Oh, really? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. I didn't want to interrupt because you were like going and I was just like, oh, oh, it's playing. Okay, okay, okay. Well, um, no, but I heard it earlier, um, like just 10 minutes ago. And um, it's so cool. It's like, it's, it's, I've been singing it since then. This has just got, it's so catchy. Like in my head, it's just going, in supernatural phenomena. That like, well, it's like I, with your other songs, though, like with the Phoenix and stuff, um, there's like it, it's not even the Phoenix rising out of the ashes, but it's like, ah, da, 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 da. no, that's a different one, is it? No, that's it. That is, yeah, it. up in the sky, yeah, that's Phoenix, yeah, it's up in the sky, yeah, that's really cool, yeah, it's, 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 it's catchy bits, <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah well, so I, you I, worked, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I, I, I wanted to say I try to write, write catchy songs. It's not, you know, I don't start out by saying, oh, this has to be catchy. It just kind of comes out. Obviously, you write a lot of songs that aren't that catchy and that don't make the cut. So, so yeah, um, but it's, it's good to know that you're still singing it. That's, it's a positive point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's also the things that stick in your head. I think that's kind of um, a lot of songs that, you know, you just kind of think about um, the chorus or that one hook line, um, yeah. which is why it's called a hook line. Um, but um, like the verses, oftentimes you'll sit there and you'll be like, oh, what, what, which song is this? This sounds vaguely f uh, like familiar. And then the, the chorus comes along and you're like, oh, yeah, I know this song. I yeah. know this song. <laughs> and you're just there like... <laughs> okay those are the moments <laughs> those are the best moments <laughs> yeah so um yes um i wrote the song actually as an ode to my partner who helped me get over a prior relationship that ended badly and he showed me that you know being with somebody um in, a, in an actual uh, mature relationship could, could be so much more mature and fulfilling than anything that i had experienced before um and he really makes me feel special and that in turn makes him to me, a supernatural phenomenon. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, it's a kind of ode uh, uh, to, to the man in my life, uh, which actually That's is so quite, weird. it's quite on topic. Thank you. <laughs> um, he, I mean, he also loves what we're doing here with Unboxing Women, and that proves that white, straight men can also be feminists and strive for equal rights for everybody. So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I really do love that in him. And, uh, um, he, he, uh, he really helps me with, with everything. I mean, he encourages me, uh, to, to pursue my, uh, singing career and, and everything around that. And he helps me enormously with everything. So yeah, that was my ode to him. Yeah. It's really nice. It's, it's interesting to see what songs come out of what personal stuff because like I all of my songs or most of my songs are written about personal um just things I've been through in my life or people in my life or you know um there's the very fair few that I've written about more general topics but that's it's it's interesting to see what comes out of it and then it's even more interesting to see how that how you grow with that song throughout the years yeah, you'll learn to look at it differently, like from year to year. 
and it's so cool because you just kind of you, you, you gain perspective and you still kind of look can look back and be like this is how I felt in that moment mm-hmm. and yeah yeah, absolutely. I mean, for for a couple of songs that I had out already, the the meaning changes. I mean, it doesn't change because you you still um it's I think it's the depth of it that you realize yourself is like, wow, this this actually had more sides to it than I realized at the time as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um so so before we get sidetracked here cuz I've got a lot of things I could go off on, but oh, <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> I want to know about um your producer and stuff cuz we've been talking about um uh, looking for female musicians and female um people in the music industry. Um and the question is like if there is someone um Okay, so if if we meet people who produce and the people we meet are predominantly male, um, do we then don't go for the female just because she's a woman? Or do we go look for, you know, okay, who's the best or who yeah. do I want to work with? Or it's it's a it's a little bit of a dilemma in a way, isn't it? Because you really want to work with women. Yeah. To to support them really most mm-hmm. of all and then but what if they don't do the stuff you want to do so to, yeah to, yeah that's that's yeah. a whole dilemma isn't it I mean Queen of Babylon yeah. was produced by Los Cess so he's not only a, a great producer he's also my drummer on stage when I do my live show uh, um, yeah. yeah so uh, you know he has he has two roles um, uh, he's so he's a big part of my team and collaborating with him has uh, been very easy um, something you can't say about all white straight males that I've worked with before <laughs> so the fact that um, actually even the fact that all my producers up to now have been white straight males also reinforces the fact that we need more women in the business Um and it's not for lack of trying because two years ago I, I went on a hunt specifically to find a female producer. Uh, and yes, there are some and they're great. Um, but I mean, they're not always as accessible to me, uh, it seems. You know, when they are at that level that they're really great, they, they have a lot of work. And I mean, the, the uh, they have a little waiting list. Also... Um, I live in Belgium, which is still a straight white male stronghold. <laughs> so locally, I haven't come across any females to work with yet. And I have Googled a lot. Okay. Oh, yes. see, I've, I've, I'm, I mean, I have it a little bit better maybe because I live in Hamburg, which is probably, I don't know, how, ma- how many people live in Belgium? Uh, a little over 11 million. Okay, okay. So it's okay. Um, no, but Hamburg, I think, is 1.7 million. I don't know. Maybe. it's between. So I know it's a big margin, but sometimes, somewhere between 1.2 and 1.7, something like that. But over a million, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so the potential of me having someone here to work with might be bigger? I don't know, because you live... Well, I don't know. I think it might have to do with how you know, how many artists or how many creatives are here. Um, mm. I, I don't want to underestimate that if when when we do have a um, 
prolific and, and successful uh, female producer. I mean, most of our female producers, because there are some in Belgium, but they are artists themselves. So they're, they're producing mm -hmm. stuff like EDM or things like that, and they don't produce for other people or not for other people outside of their genre. Um, right. So that's the first hurdle. And then um, the second hurdle is because we are such a tiny country, once they are a little bit of, uh, you know, successful, they move away. They, they move to Amsterdam oh. or, or they move to the UK oh. or, yeah. We even have a, a very well-known Belgian label, which is called Pius. Um, and mm -hmm. it's not Belgian anymore. They moved to the UK years ago and it's there now. So you see, that's, that's the thing. Fun. Yeah, that's the thing with Belgium is that it's so tiny that just it, people don't really stay here once that they have a, a bit of success. Um, Uh, so, so yeah, the, the, that's, that's kind of the issue with that. And obviously, I mean, okay. right now with, with COVID and all the congresses being canceled, I haven't really been able to network as much as I was planning to, to meet women to, to work with. Um, mm -hmm. and that's how we went. We, I mean, it was great at Reperban. Yeah. yeah. In, in late 2019 when we met, but after that, the opportunities to meet people basically came to a stop in 2020. Yeah. And so, it's yeah. True. Yeah, and in yeah, it's interesting because you say that, and and I I remember at the Ripaban Festival, I think the only male um, musician I met, oh okay, apart from the people from from BIM, which is like a music college here, um, the only like musicians and people in the music industry I met, only one of them was male, and that was Daim. The um yeah the, yeah um, partner of Osoyo yeah right so of, of of Donata, um so everybody else was women. I mean, I I went specifically to stuff to to meet women, but at the same time, that's crazy. Like that's really cool. But was there a female producer? No, but I have met one since, like by accident. Well, there so, you go. That that answers yeah. the whole question. So there were female people from the industry, but mm -hmm. not producer so you know it's uh i don't know i mean and in the end you do work with the people who are good at what they do and yeah and whose work you like and if, if they happen to be white straight males then so be it at that point as well you yeah. know i i always say the job is for the person that is competent for it and if a, mm -hmm. a, a guy fits the bill at that point well then yes um yeah i think i would say this um it is very hard to put together a production that involves only female uh, people in the entirety of the thing so producing yeah. mastering instruments um vocals etc etc um even if you do a video like after that you know videographers actors etc etc um sound guys people sound people <laughs> sound people <laughs> yeah um so it's very hard to do an all-female production but it is not hard to do an all-male production no it is very easy to do an all-male production and that i think is the distinction we need to make basically <laughs> yeah yeah it so. is and i mean before before that Before, like two years ago, maybe, I actually, uh, via a contact of mine in Sweden, I met a female producer. 
also from Sweden, and we Skyped, mm. and we really hit it off as fast friends. She understood my briefs. She made a couple of demos, um, but she hit some bad times after that and uh, had to concentrate on other parts of her life. I don't know the details, you know, but I, she was, I was really sad that we couldn't continue because it was awesome to work with her. So that kind of petered out. Um, and then going back to law, uh, well, I didn't go back to law. I, I, we met at that point, actually. So that's why we, we jumped uh, on the opportunity to work together. And he's totally awesome. And that's why I work with him. I mean, we communicate, we communicate so easily and honestly to each other. We joke a lot and have the same kind of humor. So yeah, it's it's really fun to work with him. Yeah, um, uh, yeah he's. It's go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. There's a little bit of a lag between us. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah, no, I think it's um it's interesting because um you've been how long have you been um producing now? You started uh, with your songs for Dana Rex a couple of years ago phoenix yes i started the dana rex solo project in 2014 mm -hmm. so uh it's been six years now and uh but i've always been in music but uh yeah really yeah. producing my own uh, songs and creating a team around me um and and and, and all of that yeah that's been six years um Yeah, because I don't know if you remember um, the first time you went to produce your music with someone and um, sat there and were like, what am I allowed to say? Yes. Yes, that's a very good point, Micah. <laughs> so, I mean, with Lo, he's younger than the producers I've previously worked with and you can feel that he's brought up if I may say it that way in a more open-minded way maybe mm -hmm. by how he reacts or does not react to things I say when we're in the studio um, even when I propose something that turns out to be not the greatest idea you know you yeah. don't get the feeling that afterwards he's like oh god this is silly girl she has no idea mm -hmm. or or mm -hmm. you know or that he values that he values the next thing that you say less because of what went before And that mm -hmm. you just find yourself just sitting there and waiting for the result to be not quite what you had in mind, but you'll accept it because, you know, you just want to get this over with. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 been a year. I mean, it's going to be a full year of, of uh, new music for me. Uh, and so I obviously I was working on it last year already. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, uh, I've been working with a couple of people. Um, so the second single is going to be coming out in March, then another one in April, uh, ending with an EP with two extra tracks in June. And Lo has produced three of those five tracks. Um, oh. And we're, yes, we're also working on a, the next EP for the fall. So I, I really enjoy working with him. And for this year, at least, I mean, he's, he's going to be my main go-to. Um And also, yeah, for the live shows. When the live shows are back, he's my drummer. So he's yeah. going to be touring with me. <laughs> hey, yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. An another producer that I worked with for this EP is for the second single uh, is going to be is Matt Parisi, who is a straight white male from England. <laughs> and uh, but he's from the same generation as Lo and equally understanding and non-judgmental. Um, yeah. And see, I think yeah. that has a lot to do with ego, though. I mean, we all oh, have yeah. ego, like we all do, whether you're a man or a woman. 
uh, if you're proud of something you've done, you're going to have an ego surrounding it, even if you don't think you do. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's 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 very good to be aware of that. And I think um, the the more prominent you get, um, the more um, you stop being able to take um, uh, not even just um, criticism. Um, but you know, even constructive criticism, but also suggestions that aren't from you. So I think um, a lot of times, well, I haven't experienced this myself, but I can imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong also in the comments, but I can imagine that um, if you are producing with someone who has um, an amazing portfolio uh, with loads of big artists and you're like a smaller artist and, and um, you want your music to be a specific way, but then they come in and they're like, I want to do it this way and this way and this way. And then you say something and they're just like, no, or they get really annoyed or angry or something. I can imagine that happening yeah um, more easily with someone who has a big reputation than someone who doesn't you're absolutely right I think it's not a blanket cover though no yeah. no 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 but I mean with the people I was working with before they were a bit older uh they had you know all the accolades as well I mean and it's 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 a double-edged sword because you're going to work with somebody who uh who knows their stuff who has uh, had success before um and well, what do you do as a new artist, especially new to the process? I felt that I just, um, you know, respectfully should sit there and listen to what they told me, you know, uh, aside from the fact that this is a, a man that's going to tell me what's, you know, what I should do. Uh, obviously, at that point, you know, I had to find my sound. I was mm -hmm. testing things out. I didn't really know anything about the business. So you have to learn a lot. And it is you're thrown in at the deep end and you're working with these people. And then it's only in hindsight that you can say, yeah, I should have been more assertive I should have you know told them more what I wanted out of this or that song um yeah but but it's easy to say in hindsight when you're there mm -hmm. and uh it, it was also in New York so I was I went to New York and I you know had this whole experience and it was very crazy. it was a bit crazy and daunting as well and you're there and you're like oh goodness and you, you want to be respectful of these people as well and mm -hmm. and um you know listen to their expertise so I think in hindsight it it's a bit fine line between um sit there and shut up uh, as a female or or you know letting their expertise uh, seep in and and following following what they're saying um mm. I don't know I mean it's I'm just hoping that with these two producers that I'm working with now who who are a little bit younger and I think it's to do with the different upbringing than you know than the generations that went before and I think it'll only get better because people are bringing their children up in a different way than they used to times are changing everybody is changing and so there is a change in in how um in the open mindedness during an, an upbringing shall I say it that way you know so mm -hmm. these guys don't just they don't just put you in a box like you can feel others might be doing you know what I mean mm -hmm. um, yeah 
so yeah, I, I, I can be very open and funny and even silly without fearing that they'll think I'm stupid afterwards, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always good. I mean, it's also always a little bit um, the, the, the line between working relationships and friendship relationships. Like some people you have friend, friendly relationships with, but are also a good working relationship. And some people you have a good working relationship with, but you, you're not really friends in that manner. Yeah. Um, so that that's also always a weird line to toe. Um, but it, 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 I mean, I guess it's always the best relationships, working relationships I have are the ones where I get along with the people in general as well. Yeah. Um, is that opens just kind of a mutual understanding and mutual respect um, that maybe isn't there for someone who's just like, all right, well, I'm working for you and, um, you know, I'm never going to see you again after this. Yeah, well, I I don't know if it, I, I don't think, because the, the, the people I worked with before, I, I, I didn't do just one single with, with, with them either. So it's not like I did something and then ran. Um, it's really just in hindsight that you think, okay, should I, you know, should I have said more, but that's, it comes from my insecurities as well of not knowing yeah, what the hell I was doing. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember when I was, um, um, when I was, uh, in the producing studio now, um, last, last year, um, it was the first time I'd produced any of my songs and the first song that we did the first day, I wasn't quite sure what I was allowed to say or not yeah. and how much, you know, and it, it had nothing to do with him because he was a very, very, he's a very nice person. He's a really good producer. Um, and uh, we get along really well as well. But, but it's it's just kind of, even though we got along, it's still a new experience. It's still something you kind of have to get into. But then from like the second day onwards, I was like, all right, I know I can say this and I can say this and I can turn up and blah, blah, blah and here and there. But it, it is a lot about experience and a lot about kind of, um, you know, believing that you have something <laughs> worth saying something that is like the input that, that is worth hearing basically yeah i think the trust factor like you're saying being kind of becoming friends first with with the, the producer is it might have a, a big factor because obviously i'm i'm you know lo and i are pals now he's my drummer so we've worked on a lot of stuff together uh the light the all the preparation of the live show we've been working together for for a good two years now um so now he's 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 my friend and you know i kind of can say to him whatever uh, I want, you know, and is it is it just like being with a stranger in the room and not really knowing what your place is more than the male female issue? It it, it, it might be might be that. I mean, were you friends before with that producer, or um, did you become I, friends because um, of that? He's the life partner of um, my longtime uh, vocal coach, um, so I'd seen him a couple of times throughout okay. the years. I've never really talked to him for a long period of time before, I see. but I've known him and I like, he's trusted through my vocal coach basically. Yeah. So, okay. So, so you didn't really know him. And then after that first day, like, yeah, you kind of get to know him. Like and... Kind of a general level of trust because of 
you know you call it a warm contact instead of a yeah. cold contact absolutely right? so it's kind of like because i know someone i trust who knows him and trusts him it was uh, yeah it was easier to to kind of yeah yeah i get what you mean together. yeah i think yeah all right once you <sighs> um once you um get to know each other i think that the first kind of day or two days you kind of you're not only talking about music in the studio but you're also talking about yourself and some stories and listening mm -hmm. to each other oh, and yeah, just definitely. getting to know each other <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so i mean and talking about collabs matt's wife is australian she used to be a professional opera singer performing at the sydney opera house for years and wow. she does a cameo on the second single with her soprano operatic Ooh. vocals which are amazing so if i hadn't worked with matt that wouldn't have happened you see so that yeah. was a female collab. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Right. We got there um, in the end. <laughs> that's, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, so, so remind us again when your next single is coming out. Yes, it will be the twenty seventh of January, and after that, six weeks after that, the second, six weeks after that, the third, six weeks after mm -hmm. that, the EP. So, a lot to look Type forward control. to. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So. Um, Yes. Yeah. Looking forward to that uh, that single, and um, can't wait to see. I need to check out your artwork. I haven't looked at it yet. Ooh. So go head over to her Instagram. Check out her artwork. Yes, please do. I'm going to release it on my socials today. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Um, so I want to thank everybody for tuning into Unboxing Women and be sure to connect with us on our socials, which you can find in the show notes. Send us a DM or let us know your experience uh, with the hashtag, with the gender gap and key change, uh, with the hashtag such a bitch. Join the movement and let's make some changes around here. My name is Dana Rex and I've been chatting with Micah Rose. And this is a bi-weekly live stream on YouTube. And you can also listen to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Yay! <laughs> Yay! We, we love that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again for listening, everyone. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye.